Hello, and thank you for joining us today. As always, it is such a pleasure and a blessing to be with you. Today, we're looking at what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it truly mean to be a Christian? Do people know what it means when they say, I am a Christian? Or is it something that people just say because their family is a Christian? Or is it something that's just something that's accepted in society, so therefore they say it? You know, me personally, when I first committed my life to Jesus over 23 years ago, I really didn't understand at that time the magnitude of what I was committing to. Today, I want to share with you what the true commitment of being a follower of Christ really means. What is that magnitude? What is, what is the truth? Because sometimes in church, it's more about getting hands raised or more about people giving tithes and offerings and giving messages that are more appealing to ears. What I want to do is share with you what Jesus said was the ultimate sacrifice that was needed to follow him. And ultimately, I would say this. I would say that a lot of Christians don't know what it means to be a true Christian. Why is it that the majority of Christians will show up in droves to hear a preacher preach the prosperity gospel? Why is it that when a preacher tells us to evangelize, we find every reason why we can't or why it's uncomfortable for us to do it, even though Jesus commands us to do it? Why is it when we read scripture and it tells us to be holy or to be righteous or the preacher talks about being holy or righteous, we find a reason that for us it might not just work because we're not really made that way or that kind of goes away from, goes away from the way we were raised or maybe it's my dad was like this, my grandfather or the cobs are just like this. So what does it mean? What, what does Jesus really intend for us? to do and to be when he says that he wants us to follow him. You know, Jesus uses this analogy. He says that we must pick up our cross and follow him. But when we say pick up our cross and follow him, what does that really mean? You know, as you study your Bible, as you truly understand what Jesus said, what the the understanding and the ultimate sacrifice and the magnitude of what he told us to do. When we look at what he, how he instructed us to do, it is an ultimate commitment. You know, when people say, pick up your cross and follow him, some people think that this is some sort of burden that they have to carry. I've heard people say, well, that's just my cross to bear, talking about a a certain job that they have to have or a certain relationship that they're in or maybe some physical ailment. They say, well, this is just my cross to bear. But that's not what Jesus meant at all. For the last 2,000 years, Christians have looked at the cross as a symbol of love, a symbol of, an, of atonement, forgiveness, and God's ultimate gift. But 2,000 years ago, when Jesus went to the cross, when Jesus hung on the cross, it represented something totally different. It represented the Roman death sentence. It represented the most horrendous death that someone could suffer. It was carried out on criminals of all kinds. The Romans ultimately forced their subject to carry their own cross to the place of their own crucifixion and death. And this was so that they were ridiculed, 
all along the way to their death. And therefore, Jesus tells us, take up your cross and follow me. Ultimately meaning, are you willing to die for Jesus? And not only a physical death, but are you willing to put to death the things of your life? Matthew 16, 24 through 26, Jesus said this to his disciples. If any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own ways. Take up your cross and follow me. If you truly try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my name's sake, you will be saved. And what do you benefit if you gain your whole, the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? His call is a commitment. It is tough. It is challenging in this world, but the reward is incomprehensible. Following Jesus is easy when things in our life are going great, but our true commitment is to follow Jesus when there's trials. Jesus told us that there would be trials in our life, and we see this in John 16, 33. Jesus says, I have told you all of this so that you may have you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will find many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Disciples of Jesus or followers of Jesus, it's a demand of sacrifice. Jesus never hid the cross of following him. He never hid that cost of following him. We even see this in Luke 9, 57 through 62, there are three people that seem willing to follow Jesus. It says this, as they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied to him, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. He said this to another person, come follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first, let me go home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Let the spiritual dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and to preach the kingdom of God. And yet another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you. But first, let me go home and say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, Anyone who puts his hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. These people are saying, I will follow you. And the point that Jesus is making here is that you have to put his interests above your own. So my question to you today is this. Are you willing to put his needs above yours? Jesus is telling them what the cost is to follow him. He tells these people that the cost of following him is so great that he almost dissuades them from following him. Can you imagine for a minute how it would sound If most pastors, when they made an altar call, said this. If you want to follow Jesus, you have to make the determination today that you could lose your job, you could lose your reputation, you could be ostracized from your family and lose your best friends. But there's a great reward in the end. That's the truth. That's what Jesus said. Sometimes in churches, it's sugar-coated today. The difficulty 
the challenge is that we have to get beyond ourselves. Are we willing to give up everything to follow Him? That Jesus isn't telling us all of these things will happen to us. But He's saying, if they were, are you willing to give up every possession that you have? Are you willing to ultimately give up your life to follow Him? And that's the message of being a disciple of Christ. Are you willing to pay the ultimate sacrifice? I want to look back on one verse that we already talked about today. As we talk about how challenging the world is and Jesus tells us to take heart he has overcome the world because of his payment on the cross because of his sacrifice because of his atonement on the cross we can be saved if we believe follow him and repent of our sins and I want to repeat one verse that I already read and this was Matthew 16 25 and he says if you try to hang on to your life you will lose it but if you give up your life for my name's sake you will save it. You see, while there's many troubles and trials in this world, and we see it over and over again today, we are headed in a direction where being a Christian and standing up for certain Christian values is going to be considered hate speech. It's already beginning. It will continue to get that way. I talked last week about people's truths and what people, what they feel like is the truth and that people have their own truths. But the bottom line is there is nobody else's truth but the truth. And the truth is the Word and the Word is manifest in the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we look to the truth and we look to what Jesus has told us, that we walk in a time of trials, the picking of our cross, we could be ridiculed. Being a Jesus follower, we could be ridiculed. We could be labeled a Jesus freak or lose friends. We could lose family. Maybe someone watching this today is a Muslim and you think, oh, I could never turn to Christianity because my entire family would, would, would totally disown me. That's the sacrifice. That's the payment. But as Jesus said, the reward is great. So we don't follow Jesus because we expect Jesus to give us money or because we expect Him to bless us. We follow Jesus because Jesus is that great. That He saved us from sin and death. And that our commitment to Him is to pick up our cross and to follow Him. And to ultimately, when we follow Him, we have to follow Him wherever He goes. So while some people make the Gospel sound like something great, like if you sign up for this, you're going to be blessed. And if you're a Christian today because you're expecting blessing, your God is not Jesus, your God is the blessing. That He is worthy. So today...
as I have talked to you about the truth and the sacrifice that each Christian must be willing to make, willing to commit, that if you had to pay the ultimate price, you would still follow Him. That you're possibly willing to be cast out by the world, by people, by family. If that's the commitment today, you're willing to make, and maybe you've already committed your life to Christ. I hope this message strengthens and encourages you. I hope it puts things back into perspective. If you haven't read the Bible in entirety yourself and reflected and studied and understood that this was part of following Jesus, then I hope today this has enlightened you. And I don't expect you to trust any preacher, not the preacher that you go and sit in on Sunday, or maybe you don't, or maybe you've seen him on TV, or maybe you're just listening to me today. I encourage you to pick up your Bible and to read it, to pray to God to reveal these truths to you and to read it. Jesus told us in this world we find many troubles, but to take heart, he has overcome the world. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, not only do we have our saving grace because of what Christ has done for us on the cross, we can have victory in life. We have to understand what the payment is of following Jesus. So if you've never committed your life to Christ today, and you say, yes, I want to be a Jesus follower, you might say, well, what is this that Jesus says? If you, if, but if you give up your life for my name's sake, you will save it. What does that mean? That means that if we commit to Christ, if we follow Jesus, that if we put our faith in Him, we believe that Jesus is who He says He was, that we repent of our sins, that we follow Him, He tells us that we will be saved. You see, each one of us faces a time in our life where we depart from this world. And the truth of the matter, not your truth, not someone else's truth, but the truth of the matter is there's two different places where everyone goes. There is heaven and there is hell. Hell is separation from God. It is separation of the things that God is. And God is love. To go to heaven is to be with Jesus. And a lot of people say, Who, do you want to go to heaven? And of course, most people would say, yes, I want to go to heaven. That's not the right question. The right question is, do you want to be with Jesus? That's the right question. Because the people that want to be with Jesus, the people that follow Jesus, those are the people that are saved. Scripture tells us that if we believe that He is who He says He is and we repent of our sins, we are saved. So I want to give you that opportunity today. If you say yes, I want to follow Jesus wherever he may go. Now the Bible doesn't give us any specific prayer or words that we have to reiterate. This is a, this is a movement of the heart. This is a profession of our faith. This is an acknowledgement of he is who he says he was and that we're repenting of our sins. If that's you today, I invite you to repeat a prayer after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus' sacrifice. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That He came to this earth and lived a sinless life. That He died and rose from the dead 
as payment for my sins. Please forgive me for my sins. Please give me the strength and the courage to follow him wherever he may go. Thank you for saving me. And thank you for allowing me to spend eternity in heaven with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If that's you today and you prayed that prayer for the very first time, we want to hear from you. So please message us. Please email us so that we can rejoice with you. I would tell you to read your Bible daily. Get plugged into a local Bible-believing church and pray. God will reveal himself to you in ways that you can't even imagine. And as always, please like, share, subscribe so that this message can reach more people for Christ. God bless you.